Here's a question. Would the world that we live in ever want to encourage you or me to really follow Jesus? No way. Have you ever read something in the Bible and thought, wow, I would love to have been there to see that or hear that or maybe do that? Think about this for a moment. How would you describe a true believer of Jesus today from the world's point of view? How about from a church's point of view, maybe a particular church? How about from your own point of view? If you're not sure, that's okay. In this episode, I want to water some seeds that the Lord has already planted deep inside your heart and challenge you to consider a journey where you can grow deeper in your relationship with the Lord and take more steps in the direction of having and experiencing the life more abundant that Jesus wants you to have in this lifetime. I also want to complete the thought that I started by asking about the different points of view and how a point of view can change everything. Howdy, welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd come near to us today and that you would encourage us towards more of following you and knowing you and being one of your children and being one of your disciples, Jesus. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever noticed how whenever we see or hear about what believers of Jesus are really like from entertainment, they always seem to be villains or worse, just really big hypocrites. What would happen in the movies and TV shows if they showed real disciples of Jesus entering into a lot of the stories today? I think the stories would be a lot shorter. More people would be rescued from the evil spirits and Jesus would be seen as God, not just a teacher or a prophet or some good person or something. After being born again, the Bible for me was like a new book to read. I had read it before I was born again, but after I was born again, there was a lot different about it. It was God's word instead of just the Bible. You know, I think of the verse where it says that, do you believe in God? Well, even the demons do, and they tremble. I think like that, because I believed in God, and I even believed in the Trinity before I was born again. But I wasn't born again. I wasn't saved. I wasn't really trusting Jesus. I wasn't really trusting God or his ways. In the Bible, I learned a lot about myself, and Jesus, and God, my Father, and the Holy Spirit, too. Someone once said that everyone does what the Bible says. You see, if you ever read it, you find out that all the good and bad things that people do, they're in there. So in a way, everyone does what it says, even if they don't know what it says. I still find myself reading and thinking and praying, Lord, that is amazing. Help me understand that more. 
or Lord, help me to pray for so-and-so and let them be healed. Or just, Lord, please heal so-and-so, like I just read about you doing for this other person in your word. For a long time, I thought that there were only 12 disciples. And then years after being born again, I started to realize there were more than 12. There were many more. Not only that, but I could be one too if I wanted to. Many things have happened in my life before that and also since that time as well. I've seen God do many amazing things in my life and in other people's lives around me also. I'm excited and honored to be able to share with you how you can grow and become a disciple of Jesus too, if you want to. Not my disciple, but Jesus's. I love how the Apostle Paul says in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, he says for the believers to follow him as he follows Christ. In other words, not any other ways. With that in mind, I'd like to say this. Only follow and apply what I teach or anyone else if it is what Jesus taught or is teaching and in love. If it is not, then please don't. If you are not sure, then wait and ask the Lord to make it clear to you and give you his peace about whatever it is. Ultimately, my hope and encouragement is for you to be Jesus's disciple, a fellow brother or sister in Jesus on our journey in this life, letting him be glorified in and through us. You may have heard some of my own testimony of how I became a Christian, how I became born again. It was because I had a great need in my life. I was actually a parachute infantryman in the 82nd Airborne Division in the first Gulf War. And I found myself in a life situation that squeezed me into needing help in such a way that I reached out to a chaplain. Now, up until that point, I knew that I had needs, but I didn't know how to help the needs that I had. And before I even joined the military, I was in college. While I was at the university, I just, I knew that there were issues, but I didn't know how to get help. And so I thought maybe the military would help. And then when I was in the military, I found out that the military didn't fix any of those problems. Eventually, I found myself here I was in the first Gulf War, and I knew I needed help. And because of the nature of how the military works, chaplains go with you to war. I was really desperate, and I looked up one day, and I saw a chaplain walking by, and, and I talked to him briefly, and, and then eventually had an opportunity to talk to him a little further. And he offered the possibility that maybe Jesus would help me that he believed that that was true, but I needed to consider whether or not I wanted to give him a chance. I said, okay, and he led me in a short prayer. I became born again, and Jesus came into my life. The Holy Spirit was given to me into my heart, and I was, I was made a child of God. And I started reading the Bible voraciously like it was life, and I learned so much so quick. And I would see different things in the Bible, and I, and I would 
really wish that I could be a part of that or see that in real life and everything. And I really didn't see that happening much. Now, I did see a lot of other things happening, and God did a lot of things while I was in Saudi Arabia, as well as after I came back to the States, and ever since then. And now it's been over 30 years. And I love God, and I praise Him of all the experiences and things I've learned along the way. And I want I want to share a lot of these different things with other people, how to pray for people for, for healing and for de- deliverance and dealing with evil spirits and all kinds of things that, I, that I'm excited about that I love to show and teach Christians how to use what God has given us so that he be glorified in and through our lives and so that others are free and healed and able to live and experience a life more abundant that Jesus came for us to have that starts with our relationship with God beginning now and going throughout eternity. How does all of that work? Even in growing in a personal relationship, maybe I should say especially growing in a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father who adopts us as His children, and letting Jesus be our Lord, not just our Savior. He saves us, and then allowing Him to be our Lord, to lead us and to guide us. And in the Bible, it says to go and make disciples of the nations, teaching them the things that He taught. Well, how can we do that if we don't know anything about it? And how can we know that it's out there and that it exists if we never read the Word of God? And how can we be encouraged to do any of that if nobody ever shares those things with us? And so how can we become those those children of God? Think about it. Jesus shared about His Heavenly Father and about the kingdom of God being at hand, what that even means. And I'm excited and looking forward to doing all of these things with you, that you could also become and grow as a disciple of Jesus. What if you didn't think that it was even possible to be a disciple of Jesus, though? For a long time, I thought that whenever the Bible talked about the disciples, it was only talking about the 12 apostles. When you read the the Gospels closer and pay attention, you start seeing that there were many more disciples than just the 12 apostles. The 12 apostles were the 12, like the inner circle of Jesus, who he called to be with him, and then he sent out. Initially, apostle means sent out. He sends them out with power and authority in his name to do the things that he was doing and instructions to teach what he was teaching about the good news, the gospel, and about the kingdom of God being at hand. And he sends them out, and they do all kinds of amazing things, and then they return Then later, he sends out 70 others, it says, in one gospel, 72 others. Hopefully, you can tell I get a little bit excited about the idea of helping people grow in the Lord and in their relationship with our Father in heaven and in doing and becoming who he's created us to be. Now, back to the point of view thing. The world's point of view of what a real disciple of Jesus is, is a very weak person who does who has no real help from God and it's almost like the person they believe but you treat them like they're just a person who can really help no one and who really isn't much help for themselves God is just a crutch that they lean on because you know they need it and then from the church's point of view well it depends on the church obviously but a lot of churches their idea of a disciple of Jesus 
is being a good church member of that church. So if you go somewhere or you're looking to go somewhere, the challenge is this. Read and understand what the Bible says. Read the New Testament. Read the Gospels and understand what Jesus is like. Learn what he's like and of his ways and learn how he loves his disciples. He calls us to love each other as he loved us. What if what if you've never learned how he loves us? Then how can you love another person the way he loves us if we never learn how he loves us? And it says that by this, all men will know that you are his disciples, the love that you have for one another. What love? The way that you love each other, the way that he loves you. It's, it's all very tied together. What if nobody ever teaches about these things? What if we never read about these things? How can we know if what is being taught is what the Lord teaches or not? I'm just saying this so that to encourage more reading of the scripture and studying and learning how to grow in the Lord, because all of this is very important and definitely a part of it. The church's point of view of what a disciple is may or may not line up with the Bible, but we have to know what the Bible says to find that out. What an opportunity to be able to share in love and encourage each other and other believers to be disciples of Jesus. And then what about our own point of view? Well, how can we know what a disciple of Jesus is, truly, if we don't know what his disciples are like, if we don't ever read and study about that? And I'm going to be teaching about a lot of these things, definitely. But what I teach or anybody else teaches, like I said, test it. If what we say is true, if what I say is true, you'll find out that it's true. And if it's not true, well, you'll find that out too. And I don't want you to follow it. If it's not, if it's not God's way, then I don't want to encourage you to go away. That's not God's way, truly. And I know some people disagree with what I say, and some will agree. I understand that. But I'm going to scrutinize what everybody tells me, and I'm going to encourage everyone I ever teach or share with to do actually the same thing, because I believe the Bible teaches us to do that also. We don't just take for granted what somebody says as if it must be the truth. Ultimately, we really want to know what is a, a true believer of Jesus according to what the Bible says. What, would, what should we expect to see? How should they act? What should they talk about or teach about? How, how do they minister? How do they treat other disciples? How do they treat other believers? How do they treat the lost? How did Jesus treat the lost? And what do you share and how do you share it with them? So in keeping on track with the idea of trying to get a simple point of view in regard to what does a disciple of Jesus look like, act like, sound like, all of that kind of a thing, I'm going to go ahead and read several passages from the Bible. And then we'll just go from there and we're almost done. John chapter 8, verses 31 to 36, it says this, Jesus therefore said to those Judeans who had believed him, If you remain in my word, then you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Truly I tell you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not live in the house forever. A son remains forever. 
So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And then in John chapter 14, verses 12 to 17, it says this, Truly, truly, I tell you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and he will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and may have it abundantly. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus came to them and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all things that I commanded you. And look, I am with you every day, even to the end of the age. 3 John 1 verse 11. Beloved, do not imitate that which is evil, but that which is good. He who does good is of God. He who does evil hasn't seen God. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. Be imitators of me, even as I also am of Christ. I hope that with all of this, there's something within you, even that God would be encouraging you to be stirred up in a healthy way, to want to grow more with him and even to be his disciple. So how are you doing? Do you know if the Lord is calling you into a deeper relationship with him? Do you know there is more to being a believer than what you've experienced so far? What stops you, if anything? Does anything stop you from taking more steps in following Jesus? Could it be something that you believe? Or maybe something that someone else believes? I want to share a simple prayer with you. And you can listen at first. And if it's something that you want to pray, then afterward, at some point, please go ahead and pray it. And you can pray it in your own words, or you can rewind and, and pray it along with me if you like. Here's the prayer. Jesus, I want to have the life you want me to have. I thank you for saving me. I want you to be my Lord, Lord of my whole life. Heavenly Father, I want to go wherever you want me to, for however long you want me to be there, doing whatever you want me to, and speaking whatever you make clear to me to say, so that Jesus is glorified in and through my life with your help. Father, please send your Holy Spirit in me to lead and guide me as Jesus said he will. Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
this is a beginning of a journey, or at least a beginning of a teaching, and I'm going to be teaching on several different levels, basically building a foundation that you may have heard before, and maybe you've heard it in a different way than I'll share it, or maybe you've heard it exactly the way that I'll share. But I want to, I want to lay a, a good foundation first, and then I want to share with you some of the different practical ways that I've experienced as well as done when it comes to ministering in the way that I believe the Lord has taught me, even through others, so that he's able to work more through and in my life and be glorified in and through the work that he has me to do as he leads me, and I hope as he leads you too. And then the last thing is that my hope and prayer is that all of us grow deeper in our relationship with our Heavenly Father and with one another, that the world would know that we are Jesus' disciples by the love that we have for one another. And now I just want to close in a simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would come and that you would seal any work in that you've done in all of us and that you would raise up a good crop based on the seeds of your words that have been planted even through this and through other means that you've used in our lives already to this point. And I pray that you'd be glorified in and through your body, the church. And we praise you and thank you, Father, for loving us so much. And we lift each other up to you. And I lift my brothers and sisters up to you, Father, and pray for your blessings on them and their families also. In Jesus' name, amen. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you are encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next Water with Jesus.